Yeah, well, no Kyle Draper today. He's uh, having his all-star break vacation. He's either on his way to Mexico or he's there now. So it's me, Whitey, and make sure I get his name right. Everyone calls him Jay, but he has the most wonderful name, Janaik. Is that right? Did Close. I get it? You're getting J- closer. Janaik. It's Janaik. Janaik. Yep, Janaik. Janaik. Isn't that an incredible name? And how... Long were you in school and organized sports before you just had to say, "Never mind, just call me Jay." Uh, from the from yeah, I was gonna say the jump. <laughs> I mean, as soon as I touch school, you know, it's like, uh, 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 Mr. Johnson. Yeah, 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 man, that's me. Yeah, I mean, to this day, I have man, I have coaches, friends, can barely pronounce my name. Well, I've known for I, thirty years. I want to be your friend, but I can't say. Every time I think I have it. It doesn't hurt my feelings. You know, a lot of folks get mad about, you know, who's who's like this? Kadri Ismail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to work with Kadri and he uh, he's very particular. If you don't, if if you go Kadri or Or Ishmael, Ishmael, Ishmael yeah, it's like, oh, my goodness. I've seen him stop interviews. Really? Yes. You know, the guys, uh, aren't there two brothers, Gabajam? Akbar? Yeah. Yes. Abijamilamila or something? Yeah. I hate that dude on them And the guy's like, look, stop. KGB? Let me help you. And he was nice about it. He's like, no, 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 no. That's not right. And he explained his name. But again, Abijamila. Yeah. Yes. I I used to work with Akbar over at, gosh, I can't remember, Fox Uh, at at this time. Yeah. But um, he's, both of them are good dudes. Akbar for sure is. He's had much success outside of football hosting like, uh, you know, different shirt, different CBS shows, which he mm-hmm. still does now. Well, speaking of football, that's one of the things that sucks about the Super Bowl, even if your team wins and mad props to the Chiefs and blah, blah, blah. But football's over. So at least if your team wins, like, yeah, football's over, but yeah, we have something to celebrate all season, all off season long. And now here we are staring into the emptiness, the cold emptiness of the rest of the winter. And this is the first weekend, Jay, as you know, uh, since I guess July, really, where we haven't had any NFL football, it's kind of lonely. It's kind of sad. Uh, I get it. I, football people, way, huh? yeah, no, because I'm not the type of person. Like football controls people's lives, you know, because of the fantasy, because of the gambling, the prize picks, all the different things, DraftKings, all these different things that people get into, especially fantasy football. Fantasy football freaks, they kill me, man. Like I've been in fantasy football leagues, of course. It is what it is. It doesn't control my life. Like some people, though, that's all they do is eat, breathe, sleep football. And I get it. All respect to you. I I love sports, but I also have a lot of other things going on in life. And Mm -hmm. I hope everybody else does. But I can understand, you know, there is something to where it's like you look forward to doing foot, you know, having and watching football on Sundays. It's always there for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the ex. Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, I'll go back to her. I go back to him. Sometimes you might not want to watch, but if I want to, I got a game in the morning, I got a game in the afternoon, I got a game at night, and then I got a game Monday night, and yeah. I got a game Thursday. Especially West Coast, right? Yeah. You know the other thing, too, and I know you like college football. I'm a huge college football guy. When Saturday stopped, that's kind of when it's like, uh, okay, football's almost at the end for me. Right. When the NFL starts playing a couple Saturday, Saturday games. Saturday games, yeah. Yeah. That's Which I love. You know, I love that. Yeah. Too. That's when you know it's almost Christmas time. Also, you know, it's almost done. Yeah. And now we got, are you excited at all in any way, shape, or form about, you know, the the XFL merging with the USFL? Now we got the UFL, spring football at its finest. Yeah, if I had a job there, I would be, you know, if I was doing something, you know, within that. But I don't think, I, you know, I, I probably won't watch one game. Will I, you? Are you mm, tired, you know, unless will, it's background fodder? 
if I'm trying to find something to watch and it's on, I'll probably watch like not even a series, you know, at like okay. two plays. Yeah. See what happens. Uh, it's amazing how long those leagues have lasted and all their different incarnations. There, I guess somebody realizes there's a market for this and we're going to figure it out. So maybe now with the XFL and the USFL merging, maybe maybe this is the formula. Because there are some places like, I believe, St. Louis and Seattle, they actually draw do, well. they do pretty well. Yeah. Well, it's the football phenomenon, Whitey. It's just what I started the whole conversation yeah. about is some people just eat, sleep, drink, breathe football. And I respect that. I get it. That's just not my move. You know, I have family. I have a daughter. I have, you know, a beautiful mother, a beautiful wife, you know, grandmother. I like other things outside of football. And I understand certain people don't. You know, that again, that's their total life, you know, as if they're coaches. They they coach for a team or, you know, they're mm-hmm. intertwined in that. And good, good for you. I just can't see myself, you know, right now sitting down to watch a – XFL, USFL game, or whatever we're going to call it at this point. And, you know, because I don't want to botch the name and, and feel good about myself as far as like, oh, yeah, this is great football. Like, nah, it's it's cool. I'll watch it, you know, here and there, but it's, it's nothing that's going to overcome me as comparing it to football. Now, there was a period where anytime there was a league like one of those, Sacramento was a good bet to get a team. Yes. You know, mountain had, Lions, baby. Yeah, that yes, Sacramento Mountain Lions. Now, see, I'd go to that because we represent Sacs. Yeah, yes, we we traveled to uh, Omaha, Nebraska, to do one of the games. Yeah, we did those games, and they had the Gold Miners. Yes, um, and they had the other, uh, the World League of American Football. We had a oh, team yeah. in that uh, too. And yes. now we don't get those. No. I don't know if it's good or bad. We don't. We're not considered for those teams anymore. Because we're big time now. You know, we're we're looking for okay. the big sports. We're looking for the Oakland A's to come here. We're looking for the river the the uh Republic to take the next step to yep. be an MLS. Yep. You know, we 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 moving on up the uh, to the east side. We're doing mm-hmm. our thing now. It's no longer are we secondary a uh, secondary tier city. We're looking for bigger and better things. We want associations. We want national football league type things. Right. Yeah, so it's to me like you haven't given up on the idea of uh, Major League Baseball coming here at some point. Huh? Well, I, I don't know. You know, we, we can all be a dreamer, right? You, you, sure. God, we all have to have goals to, to the end. I think Sacramento has an opportunity to do something special. Uh, I, I also think there is an opportunity to get on the – we just saw Adam, uh, Adam Silver talk about they want to be in Vegas. Yeah. And we know pretty much Seattle probably coincides with Vegas. They're set up. But I know, and we already have NBA team, but I say that to the point of Sacramento is also being floated around for different leagues throughout our world and throughout our country to where it's a viable, you know, viable place to maybe put a flag down into the mm-hmm. ground for being a, a second, uh, you know, having a secondary professional sport. Brody Brazil is going to join us in the four o'clock hour. And Brody is uh, from NBC Sports Bay Area, and he's one of the go-to authorities on this whole A's move, what it means for Oakland and for baseball, and, of course, for Sacramento. So we're looking forward to talking to Brody. And, you know, Jay, I know you and I have talked about this because Jay is a – I say this a lot, but I yeah. it's because I mean it, and it's true. He's a real baseball guy. He's he played college baseball, big A's fan. Love him. Yeah, you know, if a team leaves here, if Oakland's without a team and Sacramento's without a team – we're not both going to get a team. So no. that's another element of this that makes it tricky. We know what it's like to get a, uh, our hearts ripped out and someone trying to take our team, which is what's going on in Oakland. So we're trying to support them. But at some point, we may actually be competing with them for a team. So there's there's lots of little uh, 
intricacies and layers of this whole Sacramento-Oakland thing. That's a great point. I, I will say this. I think we've seen Oakland, you know, put them for put put the city out there as saying is like, look, we want to unlike what they it seemed like with the Raiders and the Warriors was, you know, I, they had no shot. Oakland yeah, had no shot. yeah, it, you know, they they were going back to San Francisco, yeah. the original yeah. home, so to say, in the Bay Area. I think that the city of Oakland has put themselves out there in the forefront of saying, look, we want a baseball team, and part of. You know, Sacramento's, I guess, problem maybe, and we had this situation, and we, we need to get the mayor on, is mm-hmm. Mayor Steinberg, is I think some people still question the fact of does Sacramento want a secondary team? And we knew the MLS is something that was, you know, a, a glisten in our eye. So we can count that. But as far as any other league, most people would say the NFL wouldn't fit here in Sacramento because we're not big enough. We don't have enough, you know, Fortune 500 companies, those type of things. And when you build a football stadium, you're really looking at 60,000. It's kind of like your minimum, you know. Anything below 60,000 in a new stadium is just not really going to work. It's not going to be beneficial. Um, so, in reality, baseball probably fits best for us. You might be too young to remember this. I'm not sure. You may be at the – uh, let's see, it would be like the ticket office at Arco 2. Okay. When you went in, like, if, to get Will Collar by mm-hmm, tickets, mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was that little enclosed area. They had, for a long time, a model of what the Sacramento football field would look like if the Raiders came here. Really? Yeah, it was It was a very nice, it was large. It looked like, a, you know, like a big, really nice electric football setup, but it sure. was just, just a mock-up. And there are people who, back then, before the Raiders... Let's see what they they went to L.A. They came back here. There were people that told me it was close. The to come in a sack. Near, yeah, and I do not believe it, but there's people that were a lot closer to it to me. They say, "Oh, oh, it almost happened." Where though? Where where would it be? Well, they because... were talking to Mr. Lukenbill, I believe, okay. and there was a talk of you know right next to Arco, mm. there was going to be something there. There was going to be a baseball stadium, which they never quite finished. Yeah, they, they did didn't. lay in like the. Um, foundation for the grandstands that was mm. actually in there okay and then i think that's where the football field would have gone or you know they had different plans for that i don't know except that people tell me oh yeah it almost happened really isn't that hard to believe man it is it's you know could you imagine if sacramento raiders i can't no i tried yeah yeah i tried and tried would have been great uh many mm. too legit says if MLB had a team here, I'd be watching my first MLB game. <laughs> <What> <laughs> I will come to us, Manny. I, you know, Sacramento community has definitely has enough to support a second pro pro team. I, I think you would agree with that, right, Whitey? Yeah, I think so. Okay. The, all the hotel space and all that is apparently an issue. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I understand. I, and it's really hotel space. It's really top-tier hotels. That's why we never like, got an NBA All-Star, All-Star game, game, even though yeah. we built an arena, which is one of the, uh, you know, one of the Finest things you're in supposed the league. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think that and we've heard this. I, I know you've seen this because why do you do your research? We've even heard, you know, bringing in cruise ships to be float upon so we could have enough room, right, you know, for, right. for you got to have enough availability. I think part of it, and I've been to a couple of NBA uh, league meetings throughout my time and, you know, summer league and hear, hear these different things working for the Clippers at one point in time. It's really Sacramento's lack of top tier hotels. 
you know, the NBA, when you bring an all-star game, they consider three-and-a-half, four-star hotel and above to be a top tier. And Sacramento just doesn't house enough of those. And so as we've seen Natoma start to be built up, you know, I live in Natomas now, haven't moved here last year or whatever, and, um, you know, it's building up around me, especially as you get closer to the airport. I mean, when you pass Del Paso and you get to, uh, you know, get start to get past Rio Linda and all that, Elkhorn and all that, like there's so many houses out there now, you know, and you get – I don't know when the last time you've been to Folsom. Like every time I go to Folsom, which is very rare, mm-hmm. just so many things brand new. I'm looking around like, man. It yeah. feels like a, a whole new place. Yeah, and, yeah. go ahead. And so I think there's a great opportunity for the Sacramento and surrounding areas to really make a standpoint. And I think a lot of people here in Sacramento are kind of stained by cause what happened to with the MLS and the Republic. And in reality, it was never about the city. It was all about somebody who, you know, for what we know, had big, deep pockets. Yes. And it just hit at the wrong time with the pandemic. With that being said, I think Sacramento is a viable market when it comes to, of course, MLS, which we know. But baseball, I really do think, is a viable market in Sacramento. When uh, everything was going down with MLS and they made the announcement and everything, I was I was on another station in town and I was sure. saying, look, it, it nothing's a done deal yet. And people got so mad at me and they said, you don't know what you're talking about. This is done. Mm. And I said, you just it's the nature of these things. Yes. Same thing with you know, the A's going to Vegas, mm-hmm. and here we are. And I think you're right. It was the pandemic and a lot of other factors. As far as the, the All-Star game coming here goes, I, I think you're exactly right again. And I know, and you know, people that worked on the video that the Kings sent to the league yes. to try to convince them to have the All-Star game here. And as I was saying, you know, you build a new arena. That's supposed to be one of the criteria. Hey, we build an arena. Do we get an All-Star game? Except here, you know, the plan, it's an ambitious plan, but – it's for some of the people like to stay in Napa, yeah, and then like drive drive into Sacramento or have yeah. the cruise ships, yeah. Uh, it's, Couldn't it's, fit on the water yeah. down the river. They were saying, yeah, yeah. So it's just not feasible. Yeah, it, it's not, and you kind of need, you know, you really need a company or two to really come through here. And I think that was part of Sacramento's pitches was, look, we just need a few more assists. Yeah, you know, we need a few more hands on deck. Um, to build some of these hotels, you know, what what we seen from Sacramento's, you know, uh, constituents was, look, we can we can house this. And they put out a few more details of, as you said, we can reach the Napa. We'll supply the, you know, we'll, which is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, we'll supply country, the transportation. Yeah. And, you know, I guess, look, if Domas can do it every day, then <laughs> they can too, right? If it's good for Domas, it's good for them. But I do think. Where it lacked, and I always said this, and we can dive into this a little bit more today, Whitey. I don't know if you're you're in in particulars of this. Was a lot of pressure was put on the city of Sacramento and not the surrounding cities. Mm-hmm. Like Elk Grove is its own city now, right? And right. they didn't come to the table, from what I understood. You know, you didn't see some of these smaller cities that come around. You know, like I believe Rancho Cordova is its own annex, and they I believe yeah, they have their own yeah. mayor, but they don't call themselves a city or well, then you, you know, Carmichael Car- and right? The Orangevilles, the yeah. Fair Oaks, like yeah. like some of these different places are their own city, and they didn't come to the rescue. Like El Dorado Hills didn't come to the rescue of saying, "Look, we can we can throw in some money, we can do some things." And I I, I heard from a lot of people that was kind of part of the problem too. Do you think it's hard for Kings fans, for Sacramento fans, this particular All-Star game, being in Indianapolis 
and having Tyrese Halliburton as the face of this year's All-Star game, is that kind of hard to swallow, you think? Should I'd say no. I'd say no because Indianapolis has been the, the, the location of the NFL combine for multiple years. Uh, I think if there's anything, it's the Tyrese Halliburton situation, especially not having De'Aaron and not having Domas, not having a representative. Right. But, uh, you know, sooner or later, and I talked about X, sooner or later you got to get over it. Like Tyrese, he's not sliding to the G1C no more unless it's in the visitor's, you know, locker room. We got to move on. Mm -hmm. And, we, you know, like the Pacers aren't doing the you know they're not number one in the east they're not number two in the east so it's not like you know Tyrese is, has taken them to the next level of oh they're contenders if anything most people probably would agree the kings are better than the pacers i think one thing that could make it hard to move on and obviously it's it's up to each of us yeah but you've got so many idiots who you know on social media not around here but nationally and Halliburton has a big game. Well, the Kings are so stupid. Why do they trade him? I it's like it. you don't understand what the Kings did pretty well in that trade. Yes. You know, and I know we've yes. been over this and over this, yes. but that's going to continue. It's just so easy. It's a uh, low hanging fruit. It's lazy to say, Halliburton's great. Oh, the Kings are stupid. And it just doesn't apply to this situation. Yeah, I agree. The, the other part of it, too, and I know we have to break is. I've been one of the. Tr- we don't have to break. Well, you're right, you're right. We don't have to. Um, I've I've kind of been one of those guys who have said, and this kind of coincides with everything we've talked about this segment. For me, this is just me, and this isn't a shot at the Sacramento Kings organization. Uh oh, sounds like it will be. Yeah, I truly believe the ball is in their court. They have to do more when it comes to the national syndication of putting out the Sacramento Kings as a top flight organization, as someone to be reckoned with, as look at us, woe is me. Like, you know, however you want to paint the picture, however you want to pick that, you know, put your, your, your drawing on the easel and get it done. It has to be done. I truly believe they have put everything they've needed to, to into the arena. Like the arena is top notch, top flight. Everybody knows it. You all, you talk to analysts. We bring people on the, this station, and they love the G One C. Like people always mid sentence, man, this is a beautiful place. I've heard it thousand times at this point, but. The narrative has not been painted by the Sacramento Kings organization to me enough of. We are good, and I know it's because the play on the court hasn't always equaled up to what Sacramento, the, the Kings organi- organization has. Like, the entertainment team is always sent to the All-Star game. I believe this is like fifth, fifth sixth, seventh time, right? Yeah, they, They're always sent. Frost and, yeah. you know, Moe and Moke and all. Like, all those guys do a great job. If I'm not mistaken, Sacramento was one of the first uh, dance teams to be broken into uh, co-ed. That's something we need to lean on. Yeah. The Kings have to do a better job, in my opinion, in letting the other NBA organizations and other NBA cities and and national pundits who haven't come here because the team hasn't been good. So, like, one of Draper's things, Whitey, is, is, oh, man, you know, he talked about Mark Stein. Mark Stein came here one time, and that was because of the playoffs. He doesn't come here. Well, dude's on, he's in New York. <laughs> and I get that's his job to know what's going on around the league, and that's what Kings fans, people who, the Kings kingdom, the people who screen light the beam, you know, all these people have problems about. But sometimes I feel the fans are screaming more than the organization. Well, they have to win. 
there's no substitute for that. True. They made strides last year, trying to build on that this year. And at the bottom of the hour, we'll hear what Monty had to say about that today when he was on with Dave. But there's no substitute for that. And it's uh, not something you can you can't change those perceptions overnight. There's Agreed. also it's a fact. It's hard for me to imagine even if the Kings win, and I know Monty talked about this today. Let's say they win, they establish a, a tradition, a culture of winning. I I still don't think that alone makes you know Sacramento a free agent destination, and that's just the reality of being a small market team. But we're not even there yet because yeah. they're still trying to build that winning tradition. True. This is two years. It's rare. You look at the Kings' history. And anybody who remembers the Weber years knows that there was an extended period there where they were good. But this is rare. Two years in a row, the Kings are competitive. You know, for all the ups and downs this year and all the negatives, this is really rare. It is. It's something to be celebrated, and that's what makes this season so exciting. You know, it's just, can they do it again? Mm. Um, but it's going to take that for the, some of those perceptions to change. And I think, you know, for some in the country, they may never change and Oh, well, that's your problem. Yeah. I mean, winning cures everything. Yeah. I, I, I 100% with you on that. I, I I still believe, you know, this isn't 1992 Sacramento either, though. Like, we're, we're not 500,000, you know, yeah. we're 2 million, 3 million almost deep, you type. Like, we're almost 2 million when you, you include everyone around us, you know, the suburbs, so to say. And so, yeah. I think the league is still stuck in the fact like, oh, yeah, that's Cowtown, Sacramento. That's Chris Weber didn't want to go through there till he saw the situation. Mm-hmm. But I still think of that every time I land yes. at the airport. I think of him right. looking out when he was landing and seeing like pastors right. and crying. Right, which is the other part. Every but, time. But think about this, though, Whitey. I've been blessed to be in many cities throughout. You know, I, at last count or whatever, I've been through half the states uh-huh. in our in our union. There's plenty of plenty of airports that are outside I the city. I so, And, yeah. like, you go to Denver, you're like, man, I'm way out. I'm 20, 30 minutes outside the city. Easy. Yeah. You know? So I get that. And I understand that's kind of because we're, we haven't – the Kings haven't been the, the best on the floor. So you remember some of the things in the heyday and the great times when, you know, when it was. And that's one of the things that goes to that. But it's different times, man. Like mm-hmm. when you when you slide through Sacramento, it's a little different now. 1985, when the Kings moved here, Greg Lukenbill moved the team here, and of course he had Joe Benvenuti. There were a lot of other financial mm-hmm. backers, some of whom are still involved. And I remember the commissioner. I wasn't here then, but I remember seeing this commissioner David Stern. You know, everyone was in tuxedos on opening night in this really tiny arena. And I remember David Stern saying, "This can become." One of the crown jewel franchises of our league. Wow. Do you think they can? Do you think they ever have? Wow. Is that still a possibility? Sacramento. Yeah. I think it's a possibility. I I don't think it has. I I think think, we've been close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. During the, again, I keep saying the Weber era, and by the way, all the best to Scott Pollard undergoing a heart transplant. Shots out. Prayers. Uh, Yeah. Um, But, you know, they were, that was must see TV. Yeah. It's like Lakers and Kings. And it wasn't Lakers and. Who are all the Kings fight? No, it was Lakers and Kings, and the whole country was watching. Championship would have changed it. Yep. Championship yep. would have changed it. And that's where you said the winning cures everything. But you know, we've had the opportunity to talk to, you know, just about everybody that was a part of that era. And when you talk to them, they all say, Man, we were walking Beatles. Like we couldn't, you know, people talk about, you know, the LeBrons and all. I'm like, man, even at that time, late yeah. 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. we had 
hundreds of people outside our hotels looking to, you know, give us one autographs and pictures and everything else from there. So I, I do believe there has been a path to show that. Of course, I'm with you. Winning cares a lot of it. But I think once you got the Golden One Center, and I, I continue to look at that, when you got that state-of-the-art situation and now you're bringing top-flight entertainment here to Sacramento, right? And then on top of that, you you have pretty much – because I've, I've been at the G1C where other teams' constituents have come to see what's going on in Sacramento to build. Milwaukee was one of those teams. Detroit was one of those teams. When we'd be down there doing a show, and they would be walking around 50 guys, 50 people, I should say, from another NBA team's organization, and they're writing notes. They're taking time. Do you know the Golden One Center was the first you know, state, arena, stadium, whatever you want to call it, in the NBA to have 5K? Do you know the Golden One Center was the only team, I mean the only team in the whole NBA where NBA 2K from EA sports had set up cameras to allow people to get motions from NBA games. Mm. Like there's so many different things that I had learned being down there of watching people and hearing engineers and hearing different people come in. And I just truly believe as much as, you know, what happens on the court makes, you know, means a lot. You have been, you got to scream that to the top of the lungs. And now that you got light the beam, mm-hmm. I mean, come on now, stop it. There's an opportunity to get out there and scream, look at me. So what do the Kings do to keep lighting that beam? Monty McNair was on the station today, talked about that, and we'll talk about what he had to say, which you will hear next year with the Drive Guys, Jay and Whitey today. You know that old joke about an NBA team when they know that they're going to lose and be eliminated, they get their, uh, they huddle up, put their hands in and say, one, two, three, King Coon! I believe that's literally where Kyle Draper is going, right? Isn't he going to King uh, Cabo, right? Cabo, it's Cabo. Cabo. It's Cabo. Okay. Cabo, yeah, a lot of people wondering We should where. call him. Yeah, we should. We should we should give out all his uh you know his room number and everything to everybody on the air so that anybody you know missing drapes can check in. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. So anyway, that's where drapes is today. His all star vacation. A lot of people wondering about that on the chat. Also on the chat, there's a lot of people remembering uh, the surge and the gold miners and how Damn. much fun that was. And yeah, that was long story short. For those who don't know anything about that, the Canadian Football League in the early '90s. They expanded into the United States. Baltimore had a team, I think Las Vegas, uh, and then we had a team, and there might have been one other one. But the gold miners were really a, a, a very good team, and they were competitive. But late in the year, they lost some crucial games, and they feel that the the officials jobbed them because they were American and not Canadian, and it was pretty ugly. <laughs> well, look, you know, you can, when you take the loss, just go straight to the refs, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but some of them were like, "Wow, right?" Yeah, you know, some of the people in the CFL didn't like the idea of those Americans in there, eh? Yeah, so, yeah. But it was fun, and I know the general manager of that team told me he said after it was decided that they were going to pull the plug. If I remember this correctly, he was saying we had some good walk-ups. We were. We were doing well. Wow. We could have we could have stayed there a while. Who was the GM of that team? You remember? Uh, his name was Tom Huskins. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't wonderful ring guy. A bell. Gotcha. Wonderful guy, and they did a really good job, and it was a lot of fun out there. The CFL, a little nutty, you know, with the three downs and the rouge and everything. Yes. But it was it was fun. They had the first game the Gold Miners played. Um, Doug Flutie and the Calgary Stampeders came out, mm. and they had a huge crowd. It was place was going nuts. See, the, yeah, the first. Did it play at city or state? It played at uh, state, I at think. State. As I okay. remember. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. yeah, I can't keep up with them because the Mountain Lions played at state. 
Then yeah, we they had redid the, everything right. they played out there. Yeah. We had the young ladies, the sirens. Oh, yeah. Sacramento sirens. I don't I remember where they played at. Them. Yeah, they were good, weren't they? They were. They were I believe really they good. were. Man, yeah. We put product on the field. Like, <laughs> we have opportunity, brother. That's why we need another squad to come through the city. Yes, and that's why we need the Kings to continue with their success. Monty McNair was on today, the uh, Jason Ross with Dave Wagland show. <laughs> is that what it is now? Anyway, uh, Monty had some interesting comments on a lot of things. I will say this, Jay, I don't know how much of it you heard. What I didn't want to hear from Monty today was what we heard from him at that press conference. And I understand why he says this, and part of it is his job, and I get that. But basically at the press conference after the deadline, he said, if we're up and down, that means some of that is up, and that's good. So that means we're doing well, and we'll focus on doing well. And as far as the roster, we're always going to be aggressive about adding someone who's going to help us. It's like, well, even though they have it, you know, it's like, okay, I get that. I understand that. But that's kind of the company line right now. Positivity, and there are a lot of, a lot of things to be positive about. So let's see what Money had to say today. First of all, he talked about how, you know, last year uh, the Kings were a three seed. He said 48 wins this year. Probably not going to get you a three seed. Uh, 48 wins is not going to get the three seed this year. And so uh, we know that um, we're going to, we're going to have to play these last 30 games and get ourselves into a seeding position. We top six is, is a goal for sure. Avoid the play in. Uh, if we have to go the play in route, we will. Um, I, I think uh, if we can get, get a game in golden one center, uh, that's a huge advantage to us. Uh, we don't want to go that route, but uh, we'll, we'll get in any way we can. And then I think we can make some noise. Uh, that said, if we, if we don't, we're, we're unable to get to where we want, um, you know, this summer and, and going forward, we're going to have to look and potentially use some of that flexibility, some of those assets um, to look for, for upgrades. So uh, we're, we're always looking at both, but I do think credit to our group that we're in a position where keeping this group together um, is, is an option. And, and some teams don't have that option uh, and kind of have to figure something else out and, uh, it, it's nice to be there at the same time we, we know where we got to go and if we're not getting there we're gonna have to do something do you think jay hmm. dear listener could sacramento stand a play-in situation that would be crazy and i'm not saying oh it's terrible if you're in the play no i'm with monty if you're in that you get out of that that's great but i it might it would be very stressful for fans here it would be rough. I, I think we can, and it's based on, you know, everyone who's listening right now wasn't listening yesterday, but I thought you and Drapes had a good point and a good discussion on, you know, Drapes is kind of like, how are we Sacramento Kings fans? You know, why, why do we want so much so fast, so you know, so quick? Where you were like, you know, last year kind of it came out of nowhere, and, it, you know, you're always looking to build up, not be equal. And so – I think you're going to have a, a a bucket of each. I think you're going to have mm-hmm. some people's like, look, I'm just happy to get to the postseason. I'm not worried about the draft coming, you know, this upcoming year. That's not the highlight of my year. And then I think you're going to have some people like, man, we didn't build on what we did last year. And uh, I think you're going to have some people who's a little upset. I, I, I think we can handle it because I think once we cross we'll that bridge. Yeah. yeah, there yeah. you go. I was yeah. going to say, there, yeah. you took the words I'm, out of my mouth. I'm, tongue-in-cheek when I asked that, but I know it would be very stressful, these one-and-done, or, you know, if you're one of the top two, you get two shots at it. I want to back up to what we've been talking about, and thank you to Chris Watkins, just sent me a text here. This is from this half hour in The Athletic. Mm. All right? This is from Evan Drellich in The Athletic. Quote, 
Sacramento emerging as front runner to host Oakland A's from 2025 to 2027. That's this hour in the Athletic. Yeah. Uh, the A's, excuse me, Sacramento frontrunner to host the A's. A person briefed on the team search process told the Athletic today, Salt Lake City and a return to the Coliseum are the other two possibilities. A decision is expected in weeks rather than months. The A's in the city of Oakland met on Thursday to discuss uh, the possibility of the A's staying in town. An A's spokesperson said, we had a constructive and positive meeting with the city of Oakland and Alameda County and are focused on continuing conversations. However, a return to the Coliseum remains uh, a tough road, the person briefed on the search process said, considering how messy the team's planned exit from Oakland has already been. So, um, it's funny you say that because I just literally got a text from Seth Everett, who's been, you know, a baseball guy for many moons I used to work with. He texts me the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Relocating to Sacramento could allow the A's to keep a considerable portion of the money they are owed. Um, Exactly how much that might be a matter of uh, negotiation. That is, it has to do with the TV money that's uh, already contractually owed by NBC Sports California. So details are a little vague, but we know, and we'll talk to Brody Brazil about this. We know that the A's have been talking yesterday, uh, perhaps today, to the Oakland Coliseum, uh, to the city and, and the county. And it's being reported by The Athletic that right now, Sacramento is emerging as the front runner to end up with the A's as a temporary home. Boy, I'm stunned! I know. I know. Man. I don't want to like it, but it, I get a little giddy about I, it. It makes you a little excited, right? It does. It does. It does. It, it, it's tough because – and I've been, I've been battling my fandom – with the Oakland A's over the last couple of years, white man, it's it's been it's been crucial. Uh-huh. It's been crucial, and you know I, I'm no stranger from saying I don't like the 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 ownership group. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to pull yourself away from something you've rooted since five years old, man. Since I can remember loving baseball, my very first T-ball team at five years old at Lemon Hill Little League, which is defunct right now. That was on MLK in South Sacramento. I was an Oakland A, and I remember getting that jersey and walking home with my mother. We didn't even drive home because I lived over in that area behind Rainbow Park. And literally – walking home and having that jersey on mm-hmm. after practice, after tryouts. Like, man, and it just grew it's grown from there to that point where it's tough because I don't want to like the team mm-hmm. I, because of the state it's in. Have I ever told you my Oakland A's moment? No, please may, do. May I? Yes, okay. Please. My father's uncle was named Bill Posadell. He pitched in the majors and he was the pitching coach for the A's when they moved uh to the Oakland in nineteen sixty eight. So we used to go we got a lot of tickets. So one time it was, my dad was working, I guess, but it, and it was, Uncle Bill was his uncle, but it was my me and my brothers and my mama, we went to a doubleheader. It was the uh, A's and the Orioles when the Orioles were a great team. And the A's were, they were starting to become pretty good, but they weren't very good yet. And the Orioles were like world champions or American League champions. And so late in the second, A's win the first game. They're going to win the second game. It's a ninth inning. And we're sitting there getting ready for the game end, like, oh, this is great. And Uncle Bill, we're sitting near the bullpen. Uncle Bill said, hey, hey. You know, he had the the white hat, which the coaches used to have. Yes. Said, hey, come here. So I go on down, yeah, you having a good time? Yeah. And he's, you know, he's looking around because he's kind of, he's working. He's watching what's going on. And it's like two outs. There's a fly ball to left field. And he hands me two baseballs out of his 
you know, the satin, like the starter jacket. Yes. And he goes, here you go. So he gives me the balls. I take them in my hand. And then the left fielder makes a catch and the stadium erupts because the A's have swept the Orioles. And it was like one of the most incredible moments of my life. See? It was amazing. Like, man. I was like, ah. Yes. The guy hands me these two baseballs like, this is awesome. <laughs> that was the Oakland A's. And it, it's, yeah. it sucked you in. Yeah. It suckered you in. Like, it's, you can't go back now. I know. I, I mean, I think I've heard you talk about it a few times, but would you attend a game? Here? Yes. We'll talk about the ramifications. Okay. Of that all right. And all that's involved in that. When we come right back. But yes, this hour, The Athletic is reporting that Sacramento is emerging as the front runner to land the Oakland A's on a temporary basis, uh, 25, 26, 27. More on that when we return. It's the Drive Guys, Sacktowns. Have you heard the news this afternoon? The Athletic, this hour, reporting that Sacramento is emerging as the front runner to host the A's on a temporary basis between their Oakland period and their move to Las Vegas. Whitey Gleason, Jay Johnson with you today. Kyle Draper uh, is on uh, All-Star break. One thing, I, you know, Jay, as I look at this, Sacramento in the past, we were talking about Al Davis, and, and you talking. he talked about Sacramento as a potential relocation slot. A lot of people thought Al was using Sacramento. I don't know whether he was or, or he wasn't. It wouldn't have been a surprise. I want to make sure we mention the possibility that we're not sure who this source is. Perhaps the A's, you know, they're negotiating with Oakland. Perhaps they want it leaked that, oh, Sacramento's emerging as a front runner. I mean, we could be, you know, um, I know that we're talking about a baseball team, but maybe the city of Sacramento's becoming a political football here and a negotiating ploy. Maybe they want Oakland to know, we like Sacramento. I hope not. I hope this is legit. Although you asked the question before we went to break, would I go to games? How would I feel about games? Yes. It's just, it's it's really difficult morally when you have so many A's fans. I used to work on the A's flagship in the Bay Area. They have great fans, and a lot of those fans are saying, please, Sacramento, you fans, don't get behind this. You know what it's like when someone wants to take your team. Please yeah. support us. Oof. On the other hand, Aaron Judge is coming. To, <laughs> you know? I hear you. To Sutter Health Park. So what do you do? Ah, it's a tough one. It is. And that's why I said I've battled my fandom because now I, it's like, listen, I've had the opportunity to live in Texas and Los Angeles and other places, and I've never been able to go in my own city where I live and go watch the A's at home. You know, even here, I got to still travel to the town. I right. still got to go to Oakland. Yes. And so to be right down the street. Right down the street. Literally. Yes. I mean, I could get from my house to – Health Heart Park or whatever we uh-huh. call it in now, I don't even know the name of it right now. Because I'm 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 trying to formulate that in my mind to to the stadium, not even ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. Why that's I know. Yeah. Tough, man. But as you said, I don't want to support the nonsense that's going on from ownership. And with the league and the fact that he's still trying to, t- you know, that means he would, he is taking the A's away from Oakland, which, you know, I was perfectly fine going to Oakland to watch my team. Do you think, let's say it happens. Let's say the A's are here 25, 26, 27. 
Mm. Should they be, are they the Oakland A's of Sacramento? Do we need them to be called the Sacramento A's for that period? Do we care? Are they the Las Vegas A's just playing in Sacramento? Does that matter to you? What do we need as Sacramento fans? What would we need in that regard? Would we need them to be called yeah. the Sacramento A's? I would say no. Me I too, would because they're never yeah. really going to be, be that. here. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you could call them the Oakland A's anymore as well, though. And the other part of that, too, is, is would it be a turn? Like, this is now opening up different doors because yeah. it would be a turnoff if we were calling them the Las Vegas A's right. and they were playing in yeah, Sacramento. supporting that. Yeah. yeah. So, man, I'm just torn, man. I'm torn in many different ways. Las Vegas A's yeah. of Sacramento. Okay. No, nah, I'm good. That's like the Los Angeles <laughs> Angels know. of Orange County. I know. Yeah, I'm I know. good, man. I know. I'm good. Yeah. They were almost at one time the Oakland Athletics of Fremont. That was actually yes. in play for a while. Yes. Here's why Sacramento is emerging as a favorite. I'm going to read some of this from The Athletic because I don't want to goof it up. From a club standpoint, staying in Oakland has one big benefit. It would allow the A's to keep the TV money that they already have coming from NBC Sports California, which Suckers. we just talked about. Yeah. Relocating here, however, if they come to Sacramento, that could also allow the A's to keep a considerable portion of the money they are owed, mm. according to this source. Exactly how much might be a matter of negotiation. See, the contract says if the A's are in the Bay Area, then uh, they get this much money. They get and that, Sacramento's yeah. not the Bay Area, but yeah. still it's like, it's okay, 64 well, million, I believe. we'll give you some kind of discount here. So that apparently is one of the advantages if they stay in Sacramento. Moving to Salt Lake City uh, could leave the A's starting from scratch when it comes to to TV revenue and the it's Sutter Health Park, by the way, Sutter Health Park, Sutter Health Park, yeah, uh, can seat more than fourteen thousand fans. Which, if you follow the A's, you know that that's more than they typically need on any given night. Although you need you, you're going to pack the house for weekends against uh, the bigger teams in the league, you know, special uh, events nights, things like that. So it's very exciting news today. It's very confusing news. Uh, and uh, I don't know about you, but I, I am a little confused about what is the right way to go. We talked about this weeks ago, Jay, when we first found out. Remember that the A's were coming here to tour the facility. It's like, I know, it's great on the one hand, but on the other hand, I don't know what to do. Right. Be, and even you reading that from uh, from the Athletic where they're talking about they're doing this because money. They're oh, doing yeah. this to keep the, you know, to to keep the, the television rights on point. They're doing this for the, the, the uh, league revenue sharing. Yeah. Like, they're doing all of this for the wrong reasons. Yes. And here we are supporting, you right. know, maybe pondering, thinking about – uh, excuse me, pondering going to watch this team, and it, it's all for the wrong reasons because we support the A's, the mm-hmm. brand, the mm-hmm. shield. Yeah, we should be supporting fans, fellow fans. Truth. Yeah. Ryan Williams Art in the chat says, how about the Pacific Time Zone Athletics? <laughs> My better, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my work. Think of the PT. Things. Well, that was Manfred. Was it this week or last week? Where are they going to play? So They're going to play somewhere in the West. He actually said that. So the West A's. I don't know. I still there's something about this that doesn't sit well with no. me. No, I'm wondering if we're getting played. Well, we are, and it's you're pulling on the strings of Sacramento wanting to showcase. Like there's a twofold, threefold thing, right? Because there's three stories to every. I mean, three points yeah, to every story. Yeah. But the twofolds automatically are you're pulling on local 
Oakland A's fans who are still in Northern California, who just like us, who from Sacramento have traveled to Oakland and watch all these games. Now it's vice versa. You can come to Sacramento and do the thing. And now it's like, okay, well, we still have our team, even though we know now down the road what's going to happen. Like this team is definitely going to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. The other part of that is, is the city has to be thinking, and I'm pretty sure Vivek and other different ownership groups who who are tied to this city are probably looking at this like, you know what? This is an opportunity to show we can house another uh, professional sports organization. Mm -hmm. And so then the third part of that is just the pure sheer fact of John Fisher's doing this for money. And fans, we're doing this for love. And it's the old argument. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's really tough, Whitey. Well, to that point, we know that um, you know the powers that be here, Vivek, big money people in town, the mayor, they weren't just minding their own business like, huh, what's it? Oh, the A's are coming? Oh. Oh, well, that's great. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing them. But to your point, they've been working on this mm-hmm. and trying to get the A's. Hey, you know what? If you need a place... I mean, I believe the mayor even spoke about that on the Jason Ross show with Dave Weglin mm-hmm. uh, in the spring. Yeah. So this has been Sacramento has been working hard on getting it to this point. Um. So I. <laughs> Man, it's tough, brother. It is tough. Yeah. It it is it. I don't want to, and I haven't. I haven't supported John Fisher and his nonsense in the last couple of years, not going to A's games. And it's been difficult because I want to support the squad. I want to support the shield. I want to support the brand. I, I got my A's hat on now. Yeah. You know, it's even taken me a while to do that. Like, even come back around mm-hmm. to putting on A's gear and jerseys and coats and starters and satin green joints and all, like, all of that type of stuff. But at the same time, I know what it means when I put it on. I know that I, you know, a person can question my authenticity of the fact of like, are you supporting John Fisher? And it it, it brings a conversation out. Mm-hmm. So if they've been talking to Oakland, which was a surprise, then how did we go from they just met with Oakland to now it's like, oh, Sacramento's a front runner. Tell you where things might have unraveled there when we come right back. Brody Brazil's going to join us today. He was already going to join us to talk about this situation. we got to talk about Jimmy G today. Uh, more from Monty on where the Kings go. It's suddenly a busy and eventful Friday with the Drive Guys. Thanks for being with us on Sacktown Sports.